0: And welcome back to the Build Shop Podcast, presented by TXG. I am one half of the hosting crew, Ryan Brath, and I would like to welcome my
1: co-host to the show, Mike. How are you doing, Herbie, um, I'm fantastic. I, can, I am I biting my tongue right now because I'm not allowed to swear, but I am. I am never been better.
0: Uh, let, let me guess. It's because obviously the biggest sporting news in the world this weekend was Fernando Alonso getting his first podium in F1 since 2014, when I believe when he was with Ferrari, right? Is that what we're talking about?
1: No, I think we're talking about something a little different.
0: Oh, that's right. Tiger freaking Woods is back hitting golf balls. And from an equipment side of things, we're going to touch on like one little thing that was kind of cool. But Mike, let's fire off. What what went through your head when you saw that video? Because I'll tell you what was going on in my world, which is a little different than yours. But uh, what was going on? Cause I can only imagine you were just jumping.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit of a tiger fan. Um, and I was actually heading to the golf course doing a, a we played like 50 holes of golf yesterday um, on the short course uh, with a group of us. And right before we pegged it, I get a, an alert. Yes. I have notifications turned on for when tiger post something on Insta. And I saw it and I like looked at it really quickly and put my phone down. And then I just took a, Second look, and I was like, "Oh man, this is a this is Tiger Woods in a in a stance right now." And I watched it, and I I couldn't hit balls. I striped off the first tee. Our first hole is like a short par four, little dog leg right and Absolutely striped my drive. I hit driver off. We it was it was ridiculous. And for people who follow me on IG, uh for me to get my face in front of a camera and make a video, it's got to be some pretty damn big news so for the fact that t-dubs is hitting balls and um you know it's just it's just it's amazing
0: i i thought it was pretty cool um i know like it was i know so many people posted. it was like basically every twitter feed was like a repost of this video a repost nice. of this video i think someone had someone else had made the joke i don't know if it was actually it was monday q info so if any doesn't follow ryan french works for the fire pit collective He just posted a video and it was like the needle because he was, he was like at the, all the the views and the retweets and the likes of that thing. And he's like, well, Tiger Woods just won the whole pip in one, one Instagram post in November, which is just nuts. Like it, like again, the man was in a, in a life altering car accident, which was, I mean, thinking back to when I heard about it, it was like, this is nuts. And I can remember, I can remember where I was when It was like American Thanksgiving and he had the first, car incident and i remember thinking myself then as a kid well a young young person i was like he's never gonna play golf again like this is serious like you know news was flying in everywhere and then obviously the one that happened more recently was obviously like beyond serious like again almost life-altering and it is life-altering and to see a video of him posted is like oh my god he's actually swinging a golf club again and then of course like next
1: thing is okay what what majors does he have the the biggest chance at (laughs) here I mean, well, you can get into that because Augusta is an easy one to say, Um, you know, with the way the U.S. Open and look at the PGA that Phil won. What was it? Seventy nine hundred yards or seventy eight hundred something yards. Oh, it's insane. Um, You know that I don't see him being able to to be able to play those kind of courses. But I mean, a place like Augusta, he's comfortable with it. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm smiling ear to ear even talking about it because it's just it's nuts. I mean, it's, you know, obviously he's been hitting balls for a couple months and this is just now it's time to, to post a video on it. Needs that um, pit money. Mike needs that Christmas is coming. You need that pit money. Apparently uh, Charlie's got a good Christmas present. Um, the sound of it, it looked like maybe nine iron, eight iron pitching wedge. I would imagine it's an eight iron. Cause that's obviously his favorite club. I couldn't, I don't really know, um, but he's taking divots, So he's not scared to, to go after it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. It was pretty cool.
0: And uh, so for those that follow me, I, I was, it was later, very late in the evening when I had finally seen this video, I was like, what is going on? Like, you know, everything like Tiger Woods is trending on Twitter and I, I hadn't checked in just like social media all day. Um, the reason was my, my wife and I, her obviously had our second child and wow. uh, we were we were at the hospital The whole day, I didn't really have the phone out or anything like that, Um, and so I'm like, "What? Like, why? Why is Tiger Woods trying?" Like, "Oh no, did something happen again?" And then, like, of course, like, took me four seconds to find the video and then find the video again and then find the video again. I thought,
1: "Oh, this is pretty sweet." And then, I mean, I would be petitioning for my child's middle name to be Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't that didn't happen for
0: sure. Um, But the one thing that was really interesting from an equipment perspective, and this is you know. When it comes to, for us, you know, we can talk about the swing all day. We talk about made It's not, we're not going to get into that. Cause then it's be a four hour show talking about like what's going to happen. It's just predicting central. But the one neat thing was he did have on the range. He is a paid advertiser, paid promoter for full swing golf. And they are coming out with a consumer based radar Doppler launch monitor. And that's what was behind him. I saw tweets like, Oh, he had the track man. He's really working on his distance and stuff, you know? well. You know, Full Swing just got the greatest three second commercial in history.
1: First of all, 3.3 3 million views is that in, what it's at now? I'll oh, see 24 hours, which is, which is nuts.
0: Yeah, so you know, three second video just people imagine because it wasn't or it wasn't an orange box, it wasn't a foresight. He was outside, and this to me is very interesting because it's called the kit. Um, the price is much lower than something. Equivalent from like a trackman or even a flight scope, unless we're talking about the flight scope Mevo Plus. I think it's about a little bit more expensive than that, but it does have, I guess, the flight scope Mevo Plus has a camera as well. But it is a Doppler based radar system, consumer based. I know that we have reached out from DXG to full swing. I'm sure I actually reached out just bef- like probably a couple of days before the video came out. So I can only imagine what that inbox looks like right about now. But uh, it's something that we'd love to test. And I think it's really interesting. Anybody who comes into this space with a Doppler radar system that can provide accuracy is something that I think is pretty interesting, Mike. Like, have you tested
1: some of the other like smaller units in the past? I've uh, in back in our Burlington days, I te- tested a, a Mevo, um, the Mevo, not even Mevo Plus. Uh, I have a customer that has a Mevo Plus. My neighbor has a Mevo Plus. I've hit balls on it. Um, it's good. I've I've taken a quad home and, and compared it against my. Uh, my neighbors he's got a hitting bay um so i mean yeah i mean i think that stuff's i think that stuff's awesome the fact that they're coming out with units that you know people can buy you know there's a lot of you know call them gear nuts that you know now you know guy like my uncle he has one he bought a uh, okay he bought a gc quad so let's not call that a personal unit but he now has his own unit where he can go to the range and pop the ipad down and then generally sends me 400 screenshots in one night after a few tequilas and asks me what, it, what I should fit them into. <laughs> um, but I, you know, for the full swing one, you know, I think it's, you know, for the size of it for Doppler and stuff, it, it'd be cool, obviously to test. it it'd be cool to see it. Um, you know, if the price is reasonable, I think it's, I think it's a, even an, a more affordable investment if it's legit for golf courses to start owning these things more, not just one track man or one GC quad, but have, 10 full swing Doppler radars on the range kind of thing, uh, and rent them. So it's just another source of revenue for, uh, for certain people. Yeah. And I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to see it. That's actually a good point
0: from the golf course perspective, because everyone knows top golf is extremely popular, Yeah, but one of the, one of the ranges that I think a lot of people are you know people in the West coast, or if you're just like a golf nerd, like myself, the, uh, out of goat Hill park. I'm a big fan of just like everything they got going on. This past weekend they had the wishbone, so they had like Xander was there, the 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 Goat Hill Club champion was there, Freddie Couples was there. They played persimmon. I'm forgetting the third, the fourth person. So I apologize, Dean Wilson. D- That's right, Dean Wilson, the, the the mayor of Goat Hill. That's right. Thank you, Mike. And. I remember seeing some pictures from a couple of weeks before that they had updated the range. So they have like a foresight units. They're not the GC quads. I think they're some of the overhead units. It's all covered. And I saw it when it was like just the previous range. Which I just thought was kind of fun. It was really chill. But to, to know that like, you know, public facility can have something like that for people to go out and hit shots and have fun at night. You know, if you don't see ball flight, if you're sitting around literally like a, a campfire or whatever, they got the bar kind of set up there at that golf course. You can watch the screen and watch a ball flight, like that's pretty cool to be able yeah. to do that at night. And it's fun. It's a, it's like an entertainment thing. It draws people to the golf course. It draws people to the range. And you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's fun to have when you're practicing. Like I loved when I I owned a flight scope and I would go to the range and I loved using it. I didn't you know. People had a lot of people come over and ask, "Is that a flight scope or is that a track man?" And it, you know, you have the conversation. And then you, "Can I hit a couple drivers on it?" "Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm done hitting balls anyways. Go ahead." Um, but yeah, so I think it was, you know, to pull something else from that Tiger video, I am very curious about this unit. Anything this personal launch monitor a couple of years ago, the last PGA show, the Mevo Plus was like the biggest thing, their FlightScope unit. They, they opened up that booth on demo day. It was packed. People just yeah. wanted to see this thing because it was under like $3,000. And I think anything like six and under is considered very much so like a personal unit. So that's something that I'm really curious to see. But next up, We've got we got a lot of we we'll, we'll cover a little bit of tournament golf here really quickly. First off CME Globe, won by Jin Young Ko. Hell of a like final round, but the stat of the week. So, I believe it was Justin Ray cuz he didn't have LPGA stats, but at, in 2000, the most greens hit in regulation in a row by Tiger Woods was I believe the number was 29. And Jin Young Ko hit 63 greens in regulation in a row to finish out the tournament and win. I'd have to look at my Arco stats. I don't think I would hit 63 greens in six rounds of golf.
1: It's uh, unbelievable. I can guarantee you, I'd be shocked if I hit 63 greens this season. I played a lot of (laughs) rounds of golf. Um, It's, uh, yeah, that's that's impressive. And and I like the, you know, she was she was injured in a way, and she wasn't really practicing before she teed off. I'm sure she had some type of dynamic warm up, whether it's, you know stretching in a theragun and stuff like that but you know she rolled a few putts she hit a couple of chips where there was no full swings because i guess because she's got a wrist injury or something like that so to all you trunk slammers out there she's she's making us feel better
0: yeah oh for sure i always say like um remember michelle we won the u.s open with a wrist was sore i think paula kramer as well beware of the injured golfer is always yeah. kind of the the, uh, the phrase that goes around because it's someone that will that will play within themselves, completely understand their limitations, play, you know, safe, quote unquote, which I think if you're like a stroke skeined or like a stats person, is kind of the way you would hope to play the game all the time. And you just put yourselves in good position. And obviously she did that this this week, which is just ridiculous. Like the number is insane. Like, so she missed what, again, 69, 63 in a row. It's only 72 holes in that damn tournament. So like, yeah. and she didn't miss the other nine. Like she didn't miss all of those nine greens. Like it's just an unbelievable stat. Uh, wow. She had some Aerotech shafts in her irons and some prototype Bridgestones. I was, try- I was trying to figure out what it is. You know, she's an uh, equipment free agent. So, and actually, speaking of equipment free agents, we got someone else to touch on a little bit later. But that was that to me was like a fascinating element. But um, one of the other things so we got two more tournaments to cover here. The first is Colin Morkawa, who won the Race to Dubai. Did you see that Mike? Did you see that come down the stretch
1: or did you just see like the Rory nipple f- slip? Yeah. The nip slip. Um, I watched actually um, like a recap late last night on Mark. I was kind of walk around uh, the DP and it was, it was impressive. It was really, really cool to see. I mean, he's such a good player. I mean, we all know that, but what what was it? He's in three years or something like that. He's made $30 million and, um, he's won, what did he win this year? He won, did he win a WGC? He won the, the
0: one that was at, uh, the place in Florida that like really cool golf course.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So he won, yeah. So he won a WGC. He won the open and he's won, um, you know, basically race to Dubai, which is, I mean, that's not easy. Cause that race to Dubai is, is a stack field. It's like a WGC. It's the best of the best on the European tour that are, are playing down there. So, I mean, it's it's nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. We all want to hit it like him. If the guy can hit a any iron shot. He can putt lights out. It's it's cool to see when he when he puts lights out. Let's
0: let's be very clear on that. Uh, but he, he's he's a perfect example of someone that you no know, his stats prove that he is probably one of the best ball strikers since you know uh, Tiger Woods. But his his ability to hit iron shots is beyond impressive and i think that's the one thing that people can take away from that to the point where you know when he's if he has a good putting week he's probably going to win that's the biggest thing you can take away from that because he he's not the longest player on tour he's not out there trying to get extra distance he's just you know everyone talks about speed drink we're all going through that right now or a lot of people are trying to do that right but for him it's about you know i just know that if i get an iron in my hand i can put it on the green and relatively close better literally than most players if not all players on the pga tour by the statistics as they've proven and he went out and did it this week just consistently 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 and he for me is someone that i love to watch play golf because it's it almost it looks too easy when he's doing it well you know like other players will miss and they'll hit recovery shots and those are always exciting but when he's on and he's really not missing a lot of shots, it's pretty unbelievable to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was cool. It was unfortunate to see Rory do what he did. And, um, you know, I saw footage on f- Saturday. You know, he was hitting some, he was hitting some, what we would call a snap snarler or a little hook uh, with the driver on a couple holes. And he was just, I don't know. He just, I don't know. He just didn't seem, didn't seem like Rory. He had it going there for a bit and then, you know, he opened with like, what, nine under 10 under the day one. And um, the one thing I will say, you know, to the nip slip, it's nice to see the frustration, because then it at least shows that, okay, the guy actually does care. And I know they all care, but it's nice to see a little, you know, killer instinct in, in the player, and he's, he's upset with himself. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll fall asleep in his multi-million dollar home <laughs> with a multi-million dollar pillow and a multi-million dollar <laughs> bed sheets and used multi-million dollar bills to wipe his tears, but he'll be fine. He'll be ready for 2022. I, I thought when I saw the highlights on Thursday, cause it was a little early
0: for me and I watched that round where he was leading. I thought, Oh my gosh, this is insane. Like high draw, high draw flowing driver. Rory is the best Rory. And then he best. had a, he had a, like, I think it was a fairway wood, where it just annihilated this like high draw again. And I'm like, man, when he is doing that, when he is hitting that, like, especially on the European tour, they do a lot of shot trace. Not that, I mean, the PJ tour does as well, but when they have that shot tracer going and you just see this like high, oh, it's like 20 yards right of the target, just kind of floats back in. Okay, I'm going off of shot tracer here and it just dropping. You're like, oh, I want to do that. Because yeah. if I tried to do that, because I generally play like a bit of a fade, I try and hit it mostly straight, but if it's going to go one way, it'll fade. And if I try and put it, play a draw, you know, most of the
1: time it's going to snap, it's going to snap on me, which is so the never funny. Fun. The funny thing is the European tour, I guess it was like three days ago, they posted one of his shot tracers and they're like, is there any, the caption was, is there anything better? And someone photoshopped last night, tiger commenting, going, hold my beer. And then, it, <laughs> and then obviously because of his, any, anything that he posts or obviously the post yesterday. So I thought that was pretty funny. I, I I saw
0: the, because uh, the picture of obviously with Rory with the rip shirt, if you haven't seen it, he's got the literally has his shirt kind of open again. He's got one of his nipples exposed. Woohoo. Um, but he's holding his phone. And one of the jokes that I saw was, hey, Tiger, can you post something? Because people are just going to be looking at my nipple. <laughs> so Tiger went and hit an eight iron on his range, which I thought was really good. Um, so the last winner we have is Taylor Gooch, Callaway guy. Friend of our, our friend Johnny Wonder, I know he's always a big fan of those Callaway guys, but uh, the the interesting talking point is, I'm not, I will not confirm or deny that I know the existence of this putter and if it will be released next year. But if you are someone who is familiar with like gear history, one of the most popular putters of all time from Odyssey, other than the, like the standard White Hot, was something called the Tri Hot. Now, the mm. Tri Hot was this kind of three piece try that's where it comes from is your insert you had your steel kind of like face plate face plate sorry where the insert goes into it, and then the back is all tungsten kj Choi, when he was on his biggest heater ever used one of these things for the longest time they were worth a lot of money because they were hard to come by they weren't a really popular model i remember specifically buying one for 80 dollars used and then selling it for like four or five hundred dollars uh, to someone on the west coast because they were just they're impossible to find this thing was in great shape and as soon as i found it, i was like i'm gonna make some money today but he was using Taylor Gooch is using what's called what's being called the, the TriHot 5K, which I believe is potentially coming out soon. I wouldn't be having these things out on tour with the branding on them if they weren't. And it's got this, the white, the classic white hot insert. And from what we understand, I can neither confirm nor deny this thing is absolutely packed with tungsten. We are talking like mallet-size MOI in a blade style potter. did you get a chance to look at this
1: thing mike I've seen it yeah it's um 5k um i've heard cool things about it it uh i've heard it feels nice i've heard it looks nice and i've heard the information it you know the the technology of being forgiving like a mallet but in a blade i mean i will tell you one thing that thing is going to sell itself because we all want to we all want to use a blade um but really we should be using a mallet the size of a frying pan because we're all awful golfers <laughs> i've i've
0: tried using mallets in the past i've used a couple heel shafted like mid mallets like the uh i can't even think of the name of it but like the delmar from uh scotty cameron is the one kind of the, the, always kind of sticks in my mind or it's not the number i think it's the number is it the number nine or is number nine the blade from odyssey it used to be that one yeah i, I think know, number nine the blade so like anything that's got like the big heel shafted, not like the Wilson blade, but something that's a little bit bigger on the back. I have used one of those for, I used one for a long time and I still have it. It's an old tailor-made, um, old tailor ghost putter. And the mm. funny thing was when I bought that putter, I said years before that, I know they've come a long, long way. So we're talking how old this thing is now. I said, I'll probably never use a tailor putter. I never really liked them. I just never associated like designs or shapes that I liked in there, a lot of their lines of putters and i saw this thing and i was like well i guess i own a tailor made butter now i literally hit four balls with it. ended up tweaking it a little bit after the fact but you know we're all golf nuts I saw this thing and i was like i want it like it just it worked it's something about it just fit my eye which i'd never seen in a putter style like that before and it, but it is it's like it's kind of a lower moi still it's like a, it is it's like i would can still consider it a blade but i think when when you see probably when you're fitting a lot of golfers that as much as we love blades, they're
1: probably not the best option for most players that are recreational golfers. Would you, would you say that's correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And then that's why, you know, spider's done so well, you know, spider X spider platinum, you know, I think that stuff is, it's got that, you know, some, some a little bit of groove tech and um, you know, they look good. They suit everyone's eye. I mean, at one point it felt like everyone on tour was using one Um and they're, they're awesome. I, I think if I was to use a mallet, I've tinkered with a mallet. I had an artisan one made, but, um, I think the, if I was to play a mallet right now, I'd probably go like an ER seven, uh, V the new, uh, even roll one, maybe a bet and already new. Uh, I butcher the name all the time. Innovi or innovate or however you pronounce it, um, looks really cool too. So, um, yeah, I mean, if we can get a blade that's got forgiveness, like a mallet, Look out, that thing's going to sell itself. I know from a fitting perspective, it's never something that really fits a lot
0: of golfers. But for me, if I have a super high MOI blade, I always like that it's center shafted. There's something mentally mm. there that it just goes straight back, straight through. I know that doesn't actually happen. Like that is not, physics does not allow that to actually be the case. But when I think about the putting stroke, and I've had, I think I might have one still. Uh, well, I don't have this part that I'm going to mention, but like the ping ugly. Which was this like hollow kind of middle thing? It was really cool. It was like probably one of the highest MOI putters at the time. It was it was in the G5 series. Carrie Webb used one for a long time. I remember this thing. It it was just a really cool putter. If you haven't seen it, go check this out. It was massively heel and toe weighted at the back. It was kind of like Spider before Spider because it was it was cast ping putter. It was one piece, one 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 material other than the insert.
1: Because the insert. See why they, the G5. I see why item. they called it the ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, like they would tell you, like Ping would tell you, like before, like the doc series and all those kind of crazy ones they did, this was their highest MOI putter they'd ever made. Not only that, at one point in time, someone on the LPJ tour, I believe, won a major with it. When you win a major with a ping putter, you get a solid gold replica of that putter, and they keep it at the time before someone won with a doc, but I don't know if they won a major with it, it was the heaviest putter they had ever produced from gold the thing was worth a freaking fortune in literally solid gold uh if it was me and I, I had the chance i would like you know i'm gonna go out and putt with the old doc 17 because then I'll you'll know, have this this thing that's the size of a like a, a hubcap or half a hubcap i guess on a bite on a small wagon wheel and use that to go out and play with it but uh i always thought that was kind of neat now we got two more things to touch on today you know i feel like we're rolling here mike we're like hitting all our points today i grew guys going Tiger got us rolling right off the top. So speaking of Tiger, you know, no, not actually him, but someone who is plays the same golf ball or same company as him is, is Bryson. Bryson released a new video of testing the new uh, prototype Bridgestone golf. I remember when it came out a couple of years ago at the PGA show, you had the reactive cover core. I went to an event where they were showing it off. It was very cool. I love that golf ball. It's actually one of my favorite golf balls that I use. I have a number of kind of golf balls that are in the rotation. It's one golf ball that I always recommend people try because I think the, the cover and what they've done with it for the short game is extremely underrated. And Bryson in one of his newest like YouTube videos, the man's a, you know, we're trying to catch up to at this point now, when it comes to the YouTube content is uh, was talking about the ball. And the big thing was it's spin or ball flight retention on miss hits which to me sounds like a dimple thing, which also reminds me of uh, now, again, this shows my age, but also my golf nerdiness. Do you remember the TaylorMade LDP from, it was the red, when TaylorMade had the TP red and black, Mm -hmm. they had a golf ball that was called the the LDP and it said for Mm -hmm. low drag performance. So when you hit one higher on the club face and it was supposed to like knuckle it would actually help it stay in the the dimples would help it stay in the air longer. And they had this test where they would launch it out of this air cannon at like with no spin, it would carry like twenty five yards further than like a standard golf ball. So I don't know if it has anything to do with that. That seems probably you know a little bit old and they've probably gone way advanced from that. But have you first of all have you used the previous Bridgestone golf balls, and what do you think about you know them? They're testing new ones because I think shout out to Adam Renberg. I don't know if you listen to the show or not. He's the guy, he's part of the uh, the Bridgestone team. You can always spot him. He's the dude with the massive, shaggy, well-trimmed, well-kept but big ass beard. <laughs> in all those Bridgestone right. golf ball videos, he's in the Tiger one, he's done the the Bryson one. And I always message him and say, "Hey, I saw you in the video. It's hard to miss you with your big beard. I don't know how you grow that thing when you're down in the South all the time, but either way, have you tell you played with those golf balls, Mike?
1: Um when uh when you know Tiger a couple of years ago announced that he was you know his ball was Bridgestone and they came out with the, the limited edition. I don't even know if it's limited edition anymore. Um, ball with tiger on it. I played that ball, which I'm pretty sure was the. I can't remember the it was ball. The RXS, it was, wasn't it? I think it was RXS. Yeah. Um, and I I played. I bought two dozen. I played one of the dozens, and I kept the other dozen just to just to have. But um, yeah, it was it was a good ball. I, I really like a Bridgestone ball. I haven't I haven't tinkered with a Bridgestone ball and. In over a year now, but uh, I recommend it to a lot of clients. Um, you know, I think they have such a great line of of product as well. So um, definitely, uh, you know, hopefully with this new ball, we get to you know the channel gets to do some testing. We can see what it's all about.
0: The one thing that I always tell people is, you know, titanium, first of all, Titleist makes a great golf ball. Like right off the bat, obviously, like they lead the tour in numbers. Performance is right there at the top across the spectrum. And they offer a lot of different golf balls, and I've seen and I've talked to the engineers and the aerodynamics people and all that stuff. I've had a chance to go visit that their whole spiel and see the just the walls, like museum length walls, filled with golf ball patents. It's insane. Now I'm just going to let you. am just going to think about this. Okay, think of how big of a company Bridgestone is and the engineering capabilities that they have as well. If they wanted to apply it, now they apply it to a lot of things like tires that go on airplanes that land and. I would assume probably some airplanes that are like you know jet planes and all these crazy kind of things that go into compound development. The kind of people that they have access to when it comes to developing information or like um, what's IP, yeah, for stuff like this. It's it's actually mind blowing when you think of how big they are. Same with Strixon, Uh, like they're they're a giant rubber corporation from Japan. Like it's nuts. So when and they they're all doing it. Like again, I've seen the patent walls, some titleists. I haven't really had a chance to visit Bridgestone, you know, 2020, early spring of 2020, completely eliminated that I was supposed to go see it, which I was very excited for. But overall, I think that the amount of like basically ballistics that go into designing a golf ball for just the aerodynamics, as well as the materials is insane. And I think, no, I was excited for the last one, excited for the new one. I'm excited for all stuff. Anyways, like it's not that I'm not excited for like one company over the other. I'm excited for everything that everyone puts out. Because I'm genuinely curious what's going to work best for me as well as other golfers. Cause I think that's how Definitely. we look at it. Right. When we have something new, even if it doesn't fit us, right. Like we're curious, like this is going to fit someone and it's going to help them improve their game. Right. Like,
1: yeah, um, no, I mean, you know, you, we look at, um, you know, I, I'll use shafts as an example. There's stuff that will not work for me that I will still hit. Um, you know, when we, when we test stuff for the channel, I hate using the word we, because I don't do the testing on the channel, but doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, when we do testing on the channel, a bunch of different weights and flexes are sent. And, um, you know, by the end of it, that, you know, generally that 60 S flex is, is going to get cycled around the shop quite a bit. You know, I'm going to use it for, you know, I'll take it out on a weekend and try it. And then one of our fitters will try it. And then one of our builders will try it. And one of our inventory people will try it and it. And it's. I like doing that in a way because not only do we understand the product better, um, you know, if if anyone on the team who's not really customer facing is asked about something, they can go, yeah. I, not only have I just been building a bunch of speeder NXs, I've actually hit it and I really like it, or it doesn't work for me. I don't like the feel of it. Um, I really like doing that with uh, with most of the testing products. So um, you know, I'm like you. I like to test. I like to tinker. Um, I'm super excited to test some new heads when they arrive. I think next year will be one of the coolest years for drivers. Um, so yeah, I mean, if anyone who works th- with the job that we have that say they don't like to test, well, you don't deserve to be doing your job.
0: Well, cause it is, it's literally part of the job. And I think that's the one thing that I think is always really fascinating. And like to, to tie a bow in the shaft discussion there, because I don't want to, we already spilled some beans on some putter. So we don't need to go on anything else. But as far as the shafts are concerned, I think that people underestimate the role that fitters have with some of the small, like some not smaller, but some of the shaft companies, when it comes to creating really unique components for golfers, again, 100%. targeting club fitters, targeting the the customers that are coming to club fitters. And the one shaft that I always reference, because I've I've had a chance to talk to this fitter. She's she's really she's awesome. Uh, she's super knowledgeable. She works down at the cool clubs in Arizona. Her name is Sue and Acura, which are friends from Kingston, they actually designed a shaft that you know she had input on because she came to them and said, Look, we've got these customers. I'm always kind of like I'm struggling to find something for this range. And there's obviously enough customers in this range where I know that I could get them some more distance if there was just this one product that we could be available. And if you're not familiar with Acura, they do like an M series. So like M4 would be like a stiff flex, M3 would be like a regular flex. And they fit into these categories. Well, the, the lightest flex for the longest time was the M1. Then Sue kept telling them, if you could do something just a little softer in the tip, for like, you know, something just for these, these players that are coming in need a little bit more height. They're already using 14 degree drivers. They just want to hit their driver like 150 yards. And they literally developed these M zero. They called it the sumo. Because her name was on it. She helped develop it. And for her, it like it helps so many golfers. Yeah, I've cool. talked to like, you know, it's it's not about, you know, trying to hit it 350 yards. There's a lot of products out there that can fit a lot of golfers who are trying to swing at 350 yards. But if you're working with golfers that say are looking within a certain price point category, they, maybe they've already got a driver they like, and they just can't find anything that's going to fit. It's like, well, here's a lace, basically a 40 gram shaft. that's
1: the lightest, flexible, most flexible shaft we can possibly give you. And we made it for you. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Cause I had a, I had a, a couple of customers come in and I could really use like a certain weight and flex and feel of an iron shaft. And I said to the Mitsubishi guys, "Listen, I'd really love to design this iron shaft." And sure enough, they came out with MMT, and that stands for Mike Marty Savage Tour. So there you go, MMT it is. <laughs> and it's it's like when people ask about uh, shafts from
0: OEMs. Now, you no, know, not to completely disparage product, but they are they are ordering shafts based on a spec that fits a like larger category of players. When we talk about that bell curve of players. And they're also focused very much on price. That is neither here nor there, right? Now there's other shafts that are available that you will see in the aftermarket that might not be quite as expensive, and they're offered in certain price categories. You've got things like the um, certain Tensei products. You've got certain shafts from Aldilla. You've got certain shafts from Hazardous. Like all these products, we kind of find their way in certain ways. You can always buy them aftermarket, but they do come stock in a lot of different products to offer great value to kind of combine value for everything in those products. But there are cases when, you know, if you have the opportunity to work with you know different materials, you go and you're looking at stuff that is exclusively in the aftermarket. That's where there's a big benefit to, to these, these end of the bell curve players. That's what these companies are looking at as well. They're looking to help fit these players and help them play better golf, whether you're on the crazy high end speed or even on the crazy low end speed which I always think is the, probably one of the most fascinating elements of working with golfers and being able to literally communicate with the people that are designing product. Cause that, to me, I, I just love that part of it. Yeah. Now, last but not least, we we've, the man who could not be signed has finally been signed. You know, he's like the eligible bachelor. It's like if Leonardo DiCaprio, it's like George Clooney finally got married, right? It's Brooks Kepka after leaving Nike so many years ago, has, and he he there was rumors this was going to happen. I think I want to say almost a couple of years ago now, or I guess year year and a half ago when he switched irons. There's a lot of rumblings about it because he was testing golf balls as well at the time. But it has now been official. They put a ring on it, as they say. Or you know they dumped you no know, they dumped the Brinks truck full of money up to Brooks, and he just couldn't say no. But he he's definitely not someone who's going to. I've never I could not imagine him being someone because he's gone no contract for so long to switch without a reason. And he's going to have driver, irons, wedges, and ball. So he's got to have the Cleveland wedges and a Strixon ball. Right now, it's a prototype golf ball from them. And he's keeping the old uh, M2 Tour, I think it is, Ferrywood and uh, obviously the putter, and the Nike. The Nike, that, that long iron, is not going anywhere. What do you think of the switch, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's an easy switch with the irons. I know he's been... Back and forth quite a bit, and he's used some Strix on stuff for a long time. Um, the wedges, you know, I know he's been, uh, I think he's had Vokis in the past. Um, he was like an SM7 guy though. He
0: like never, he might have even had a six, like he never switched those. So, yeah,
1: yeah, he was. He, I know he played those, and um, I'm really surprised for a while he didn't use much. Um, he didn't use any artisan stuff, um, just being like a, an ex Nike boy, but um. I guess the time he was with Nike was kind of, I don't really want to say it was short, but it was kind of short. Um, he wasn't like an OG Nike staffer. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, you know, obviously zip you know, two racks. I mean, it's, you know, basically a blank canvas, do whatever you want with those, which is sweet. The ball, you know, the prototype ball they're um Strixon's making a great ball and, and they've, they've had for a very, very long time. So um, I think that's a really easy transition. The driver's, uh, an interesting one. It's a, it's great product. Um, you know, I just know he's, he's a, he's a bomber and he's, he's someone that, you know, he's had, I know he's had a couple different drivers here and there, but you know, he's one of those where he doesn't like to change often. So be cool to see what he's gonna play the video they posted. I was trying to see what the, um, what shaft he had in the driver, but I couldn't really, couldn't really make it out.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Uh, we'll, we we could definitely post something in the notes of the of the show if we get a chance to find it. But uh, that to me was the interesting one was the driver because he's always basically played a tailor-made driver, and I think he was he was M five to me. It was M five for the longest time. I know he he kind of went then he went to something. He might have went to the sim and then came back to the M five at, at one point in time. But the curious thing for me is like, where does this? Not where does this leave Hideki? That's not what I. That's not what I'm saying. Because Hideki is the top dog. Like, let's be very clear. Hideki, Hideki pulls an entire country with along with them, because it's like, and it, you know, it, it's it's the same thing with here in Canada. For the longest time, Mike Weir was if you like you love TaylorMade because you are Canadian and Mike Weir played TaylorMade. Like that, it's very it's it you know it. There's a lot of allegiances for a lot of people, and it can come down to companies and endorsements and all of these different things. Let me tell you, there's a lot of little girls from Canada playing ping golf equipment because of Brooke Henderson. So, if you don't think endorsements work, they definitely do, and of course, fitting and all of these things apply as well. But these players have pull, so be very clear on that. But for Brooks, like for him, the driver to me was the very curious one, because as to your point, right. But then also the ball. He's always, always, always played a titleist. And if you would said two years ago, because you know we've had we've seen players switch and they never got along with the ball. You had Sergio with Callaway. No offense, sorry Callaway. I know you guys make great ball now. You got a lot of players using it, and obviously that's completely been disproven because of John Roms has switched, switched Callaway, switched all of his clubs, switched his ball, switched his shoes, switched his freaking pants for goodness sakes. Went out and played some of the best golf of the year, essentially. So the golf ball thing doesn't scare me now. Like it would have say five years ago. Like I I don't see a player with the ability to have a track man and a, and a GC quad and all these different things to be able to go out and be like, yeah, I'm just going to play it. Cause I think it's going to work. It's like, no, no, they're designing something either just for you as a, as a prototype. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have this fear. Like a lot of people were saying, oh, why do you owe the ball? But like, I don't get it. Like to me, it, if you're getting fit for something perfectly, there's nothing really to worry about the other part too. Like we've talked about it here. Like again, I'm no, I'm no Brooks Kepka in so many different ways, but the, like I can go and switch golf balls and I don't notice like a two or three yard difference in carry. I've gone through the ball, ball namic fitting from ping. I always really liked that. That was really cool. Basically spit out the top two balls that I use all the time. And for other players, you know, I think, I think something like that always helps, but there's also this element of, you no, know, we're going to get you dialed in. Like, no matter what, we're going to get you dialed in. And I think from fittings, Mike, you could tell us right now, like, how popular the ZX7's been.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Z, ZX, 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 whatever, 7s and 5s are great. 4 has been really good for us. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Strixon's been good since the 4 series. So what's that, Z745, 765, 785, 7, and 5s? That eight that years eight, now. Eight years. Eight years of golf clubs. I mean, that's uh, eight years of good quality irons, and and you know, I I'm a user of them. I've I've got a combo set, and um, the products the products unbelievable. It really really is good. So I'm going to end on
0: this because I, I I don't have a lot of experience with it. I've seen it. Uh, I think I've hit it a couple times. Tell me about the four. Tell me about this this iron because it is a it's a bigger iron. I know people talked about it in the past. They've asked like, can you use it as a driving iron? I want to end on this because, you know, we talked about Brooks. Does Brooks equipment always apply to the average golfer? I don't think so. But I think this is an iron where a lot of players can see a huge benefit from, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think I would use ZX4 that much as a driving iron. I would use uh, ZX utility instead. But um, ZX4, for as game improvement as it is, um, if anyone's familiar with like an an Upon kind of game improvement iron it's very similar sound and feel it's not super super high pitch clicky um when you look down on the top line it's actually pretty trimmed up it, it doesn't look like a you know horse's hoof on some of the irons that you see um but it's it's easy to manipulate you can move the loft and lie on it no problem which is is a rarity for for something that's cast and um it's uh it's it's hot it's it's hot and it's fast and um it looks it looks really really good i've i know i've got a couple customers that that i play with once every couple months and they go high they go far and and they love them so it's uh it's a really really impressive uh add-on to their line so you know i know i do this i just i do this every time we got a couple more things you gotta talk
0: about mike since you talked about brooks who's gonna win brooks or bryson the match 12 holes who's gonna
1: take it um 12 holes who's gonna take it I'm gonna go with Brooks
0: okay well I'll take Bryson then
1: yeah I'll go with (laughs) Brooks and you know it's funny I don't and people someone said to me on yesterday on one of those Q&A's you hate Bryson Uh, first of all I don't I don't care enough to hate someone like let's let's be perfectly honest here folks Um, but I think uh, I've watched some of Bryson's YouTube stuff and just watching him understand like different aspects he did this one at a baseball place or you know where he's learning how to hit you know a baseball really far and you see him standing over there like absorbing the information and all i you know that like um uh meme where it's just numbers all over the place <laughs> kind of like the beautiful major. mind the beautiful that's mind. all beautiful. I, that's all i'm thinking of when i see him do that and I'm like okay listen the guy is different 100 i get it but he is he is he's a genius he is really really smart and that's what kind of some people probably don't like him too much for it um i don't like the whole drama that they created in the summer but i think for both players they're great and um his videos are really really interesting and depressing at the same time because you just realize how slow you are with your golf swing so um yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna be brooksy this uh this week for that match
0: i think the biggest thing that biggest were the um, it has nothing to do with intelligence. Like, and I'm not saying he's not smart, but I'd say he's like he's fully invested. Mm-hmm. He's fully, fully invested in like what's going on. Yeah, and I think to me, like you don't get that with a lot of players. I think that's why the companies that he's with like working with him because there's just you know the dri- the driver thing and the open thing aside, like he is invested. Like he wants it to be better, and I think yeah. that to me is always really cool. And because he's someone who's on the end of that Belker spectrum he can you know, apply a lot of things to a golf ball like a robot could do basically just because of the swing speed, but he could give feedback that a robot can't
1: hundred percent. And that's just from a player's that,
0: perspective, which I think is very interesting.
1: That, that ad, like what you said about him, him being invested that the video he posted about the prototype driver, you know, the new Cobra driver that's coming out looks unbelievable. Um, you know, looks really cool. And um, there's some photos you could see in that video. And I've now seen some proper photos of it. It, it looks cool. And if if he's got a say in it, I mean, if you're developing a driver with all the engineers that you have, like you said, he is a robot, but a personal robot. So he has the feel and he knows what the sound and the look should be. So um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to, you know, like I said, he's smart. um, And if he's got his say on some product and equipment and stuff like that for the next five years of Cobra product, it's, it's just going to make it even better. So we talked about it off the
0: top. We got to get to it. Last part of the show. Did you watch the F1 race this week? Cause I will say you know what? it's not very often on a Sunday morning. I am not busy with a child, but I was in a hospital with a brand newborn. And so we were kind of hanging out and we got a chance to watch the whole race. And it's pretty cool. I was, I think the, the thing that they do really well, you know, like you don't really care who finishes third at a PJ tour event, no offense, like to the PJ tour or a lot of other sports, you don't really care who finishes third. Making a podium is a big deal in F1. And to see Alonzo, like I were kind of tuning in, I tuned in about twenty laps in. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like he could he could podium here. Like this would be yeah. huge." Like, when was the last time he podiumed? I had to ask myself the question. I didn't know at all because there was the you watch the Netflix thing. Like he, he retired at one point, and then he comes back and he's with a different team. Like all this went on. I thought this is actually like this. This is like it's not Phil winning the like um, the PGA Championship, but like it's cool to see this kind of thing happen in a race. And it makes it exciting. It makes there's, there's levels of drama to it. Did you, did you get a chance to watch it? What'd
1: you think of that? what did you think of the whole you know thing? What? I, um, I didn't get to watch it. I had, uh, I was lucky enough to have a uh, step inside the dojo of Scott Kelks on the weekend. And, uh, and we were working on something early in the morning. So I missed the race, but, um, I watched some highlights. It was, uh, it was good. It wasn't, uh, it was good. A little boring in in my opinion a little boring but i think the next the next couple races the next race is the big one because now it's now it's basically like they do at the fedex cup if billy horschel finishes second and eats an apple on the third hole he can have enough points to (laughs) to win the (laughs) fedex cup that's what it's coming down to and the stats of you know i'm just i hope lewis can can pull through and and win uh win the championship because i think this will be this will be a huge, a huge come. I think in a way he's had so many comebacks this year, um, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see him get it done. I'm excited for drama. I'm excited to see it
0: happen, one way or the other. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a Red Bull fan. I always say that I am, but it doesn't make me not cheer against other people. You yeah. know, like you, you, you cheer for your pe- like person or team or whatever it happens to be, but like. It's impressive to watch. It's like if you're like a nondescript basketball player. Like I like watching again. And he maybe he brings a lot of hate either way. But like, I like watching LeBron James because LeBron James is great, and when yeah. he's great, it's fun to watch. Like who, yeah. whatever. I don't you know anything else aside. Like the dude plays basketball really
1: well, and he's really good, and he's dominant. And yeah, I mean we we had this conversation on Sunday on the golf course. It was you know once the Tiger video released, there were some guys that we were playing with that are not fans of tiger woods, but they're fans of the, the golfer. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, listen, I, I totally agree. You don't, you don't like him, whatever, but you can't knock the boy for being, or the man for being a wicked golfer. Um, and we won't get into the goat argument right now, but, um, you know, you, you just like Brady, I do not like Tom Brady. I'm a giants fan. We beat them twice in a super bowl, but you, you watch the guy right now, who's beating my giants by seven and you're like listen the guy's good the guy's very good um but i still don't like him uh, I, so. i'm
0: not like I'm, i don't really watch football but i know like i'll watch it. if tom Brady's on i'll kind of like i'll i'll watch it like i just find that fascinating i think that's really cool and yeah it's uh, it's always cool to watch and, and kind of watch those things develop so mike another great chat as always that was a blast adios thank you sir congrats on the little one thank you so much